0: Hello, and welcome to the Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Anewim. So, today is a Friday, and it is still going to be our practical magic session. And I'm going to share, surprise, surprise, different ways that you can add magic and ritual to the coming Yule season. But before that, I just want to share with you something fun that I have planned. So you might remember back at Samhain, we did a 30 night countdown to Samhain and each day I'd release a podcast and a little article over on the Pinch Magic app. If you don't have the Pinch Magic app yet, um, go into the, the show notes, click download the one that is relevant for you. It's available on iPhone and uh, Android. It's free to download and join in the fun. So we did 13 Nights of Samhain where there was a podcast and an article each day for 13 nights. Now, for you, we're just going to do five. I know this is can be a very, very busy time for people, but I want to give you just five ways that you can incorporate a little bit of the magic of this season where you can take a pause for yourself. And, you know, you're probably thinking about all the things you have to do, all the, you know, if you have children, all the children stuff going on right now. Nativities, buying presents, sorting out stockings, Christmas parties, fancy dress, hideous jumpers, you name it. <laughs> if you're at work, perhaps you have Christmas parties coming on. Perhaps you're negotiating whose parents or who you're spending Christmas with if you celebrate Christmas or where you're going for New Year. All of those things happening happening all around us right now. And These are just five moments in your day where you can choose to join in for a little bit of magic. You can have a look at the magic that's being offered and be like, yes or no. And just take a moment for you to add a pinch of magic to your day in amongst the busyness of everything else. So I'm going to share with you what we're going to do over the five days. If you want to come and join us over on the app, and then I'm going to share some ways that you can just add some magic to this season as well. So when we think about winter solstice, when we think about the energy of Yule, it's a celebration, a celebration of the return of the light. It might not seem like it because we're very much in the depths of winter here in the Northern Hemisphere, but the light starts to return. We get about like an extra, I think it's like maybe a minute a day. And so it doesn't seem like it at first, but over time, suddenly we're like, oh, it's getting lighter again. Or, you know, when you're leaving work, maybe it's it's twilight instead of dark. <laughs> so this is a time also, because when we talk about the darkness, you know, I talk about the darkness connects us to our inner, inner self, connects us to our inner power, our magic, our intuition. It's a time of introspection, looking at the richness that's within us. It's also about renewal and about rekindling hope. It's a reminder that even in the deepest, darkest days in the depths of winter, light does return. A powerful metaphor for when we're having our darkest moments, that the light will return, even if it's so slowly that we don't notice until we stop and look back and go, oh my goodness, it doesn't feel like I've made progress, but look how far I've come. This time of year is rich with symbolic elements that can be woven into your magical practice. Everything from bringing a Christmas tree into your home to having decorating with lights around the place. Um, Berries, uh, sorry, holly with red berries, bringing in protection and the balance of the light and the dark. Um, It is about really honouring and celebrating that balance of light and dark, reminding us that both are essential to our growth. Our society tries to hide the darkness. It wants to shine a light on everything or completely avoid the darkness but we need both to grow <laughs> there's i have a friend um i have a saying with a friend and it's like unfortunately when we're doing our magical practices and exploring new realms Unfortunately, we learn our most. We call it when we blow ourselves up, <laughs> when we have magical mishaps, and like maybe we've done something, and then we're like wiped out for a day because like energetically, it's just like wow. Perhaps I should have like like just tried a little more carefully with this, or perhaps I shouldn't taken things uh, like so far. And that's kind of true of life sometimes, isn't it? It's like we can if we're always getting things air quotes right. If we're always you know, doing things within our comfort zone, do we ever really grow? It's usually when we stretch ourselves. It's when we step into the darkness, into that energy of the unknown, when we fall over and scrape our knee, so to speak. You know, when we make a mistake, that's often when we learn the most. That's when we can have the richest uh, experience. And it's also often (laughs) where we create the best stories to share as well. Um, To inspire people, to teach people, to warn people, you know, like, don't do it this way. Um, so when we have that, um, when we can embrace the energy of the darkness, when we can embrace the light and the dark, that's where we have like the richest, deepest experience of, of life in general. And also, of course, as we embrace the longest night, we learn the energy of resilience we step into that energy of introspection. And so yes, we are celebrating the return of the sun, but we're also honouring the energy of the darkness, knowing that there's still quite a way to go until it feels like the light has returned. So over the five days, if you wish to join us, what we're going to be um, exploring is first of all, day one, the rebirth of the sun. We're going to be looking at solar magic. The um, that sun's rebirth being the core essence of Yule. We're going to look at rituals and spells to harness solar energy, emphasising rebirth, renewal and the transformative power of the sun. On day two, we're going to look at fire and transformation through the energy of creating a Yule log. You know, we often see like chocolate Yule logs in the shop, but this is creating a actual yule log made of wood Um, and sharing with you a like a ritual um, that you can do by yourself or with your family where we can decorate that yule log, set it with our intentions um, as we reflect on the journey from the longest night towards the longer days. On day three, we're going to be looking at um, ice and snow, winter's magical elements, bringing in magic of ice and snow sharing, like if maybe you do have some ice and snow, I know we're starting to get the frost right now, Um, looking at how we can use these elements in spells and rituals, focusing on the theme of clarity and transformation. On day four, we're going to be looking at the oak king and the holly king, the eternal cycle, the battle, the duel of the oak king and the holly king, exploring how their battle symbolises the change of the seasons and this eternal struggle mirroring personal challenges and growth and how we are always in that cycle of it might always feel like we're in the cycle of challenges but also we're in that energy of growth and then on day five we're going to have the grand yule ritual a celebration of the light so you'll have that um the day before so you can um enjoy doing this ritual on um on yule if you wish to and so it'll be like incorporating some of the elements and all you'll need for this is pen and paper, a candle, a gold candle, ideally. But, you know, birthday candles are really, really good for this and get birthday candles and all sorts of colours. But honestly, just a white candle, a um, tea light that you may already have lying around will be absolutely perfect as we focus on bringing in the light. And then I'll also be sharing um, a red tent. Um, like we did for Samhain, if you, if you joined us for that. Now, I had a really excellent question, actually, today. And it was from a member saying that, as a man, can he join the red tent? Um, because, obviously, he knew that, traditionally, the red tent was there for a woman to do with um, menstruation and childbirth, etc. And I thought that's a really excellent question. So, yes, traditionally, when I've held red tents in the past, when I've held them at my home, they have been um, for women, Um, But because we're doing this virtually, what I've actually taken that to be is that Red Tent is like taking on the energy of a place for people to come and rest and renew, which actually can be anybody at all who wants to step into the energy of rest and renewal. So when we do the Red Tent to celebrate um, Yule, the winter solstice, you know, we open with poems. Um, It's it's pre-recorded, so you just listen whenever's convenient for you open with poems um do a meditation i draw oracle cards for guidance for the, for the head so it doesn't matter um who you are <laughs> and so you yes absolutely you can come along for that too. So that will be exclusively over in the app too. So I hope that sounds like fun. Um, Obviously, all of those topics I mentioned are good topics for you to go and research if you want to dive deep by yourself. But if you do have the Pinch of Magic app or you want to download it, all of that content will be over there too. And in the meantime, let's share maybe six different ways that you can add a little bit of magic this weekend or over the coming week as we celebrate the solstice. So the easiest one to do is um, a candle lighting ceremony to welcome back the light. On the eve of the solstice, you can gather candles, preferably in gold, maybe white um, or silver to symbolise the sun, the moon and the snow. And as dusk falls, light these candles reflecting on the past year. It's a really lovely time to set your intentions for the coming year. Just let the flickering flames symbolise the return of the light to your life. So you'll have a gold candle for the sun, silver for the moon and white for the snow. Or, of course, any colours candles you have access to or any ones that represent that energy for you. I think I mentioned this last week but a really nice thing to do right now is to do a nature walk and offering with that purpose of just being connected to connect to the natural world. When we connect to the natural world at these Sabbats, it really gives us a deeper, richer um, experience of how we change. When we notice the world around us changing and then we reflect on how those changes are showing up in our life, it gives us permission to go through that energy of change instead of going, oh my gosh, I'm so flaky or why can't I ever like show up all the time or be consistent with my energy? And once you realise that you are deeply and intimately connected to the world around you, you're like, oh yeah, of course my energy ebbs and flows because I am part of a massive cycle that is constantly ebbing and flowing. So to do this, you can just quite simply go on a walk and just be very mindful of the setting that you're walking in. Perhaps you can go for a walk in the countryside and notice how the countryside has changed even if you're walking through a city though look for the trees look for the flowers that are sneaking up through the the cracks in the in the pavement and notice how they are different notice the position of the sun when is the light coming when is the light going all of those will, will be very different you know like here in the UK in the midsummer i can be outside at 10:30 at night and it just be duskish. You know, it's certainly not bright light, but I can easily see my way around my garden without tripping over anything. Um, but right now <laughs> I'd have to have a torch. I, I either need the full moon or a torch to be able to have that same kind of clarity. So just notice like maybe it sounds different, particularly if you have snow. Have you ever noticed like when the snow is around, the quality of the the sound is so different. It's, it's almost it's muffled almost. Feel the quality of the air. Like today here, it's been very crisp with blue skies. But also, <laughs> a couple of days ago, it was very grey and rainy. So just notice how that quality of the air is changing you. Notice how nature is beginning to step into that energy of deep rest. And you might want to bring a biodegrad- biodegradable offering such as I don't know, seeds or nuts, and leave them as gifts for the wildlife, acknowledging our interconnectedness of all beings around us. You might want to, for another idea, you might want to hold a solstice night vigil to honour the darkness before the return of the light. Often, like I said earlier, we can avoid the darkness, we can be scared of the darkness. Society has told us to be scared of the darkness. And yet, if we honour that darkness, if we reclaim that darkness, reclaim that energy of the shadow, reclaim that power within us, everything changes. Because there is less fear, there is less shame, there is less guilt, there is less ways of like feeling, oh I should do this or I have to do this. Because when you can embody your whole self, everything changes. And actually when we start series three you know we're doing like this big magical teaching <laughs> when we start series series three that's exactly what we're looking at it's like embracing all of ourselves the whole the whole season is on like the importance of authenticity of embracing all of you not just the air quotes pretty social socially acceptable parts so anyway this solstice night vigil um contemplate or meditate on on the darkness. What is within your darkness? What are those places that maybe you've been hiding? What is that power you have been avoiding within you? Where is that magic you've been avoiding within you? Understanding that the role of the darkness with your own personal growth, with the importance of renewal, of being able to reflect and to let go so that we can move forward in any stage of our life, in any anything we're working on in our life. It's also, in that solstice night, a really powerful time for divination, because we're in the energy of the darkness, and that is where we hold our intuition. On the other end of that, we could do a sunrise greeting to welcome the new solar cycle. And of course, you could do both, but perhaps you Feel called to celebrate the darkness or to celebrate the sunshine, depending on how you feel right now. So to... greet I was like what's that word greet the sunrise you might want to rise early after the solstice to witness the sunrise and what I love this time of year the sunrise is quite late so you almost get a little bit of a lion but when we do this at, at summer we have to get up quite a bit earlier so anyway or and perhaps maybe you are an early bird um to rise up the morning after that solstice, to witness the sunrise, to symbolise greeting the new cycle filled with hope and potential. So perhaps you'd like to perform a simple ritual like um the yogic poses if you can and are able of a sun salutation. Perhaps you might just want to raise your arms up to the sky welcoming the radiance of the sun. Perhaps you feel like writing your intentions down for the year ahead. Perhaps you feel like just celebrating all that you are. And one of a really lovely thing to do is to write down a list of 50, yes, five, zero, things that you truly value about yourself. Now you might be like, oh, Rebecca, that's really tricky. And the first few might be. And then it might get a little bit harder. And then you'll get into the flow and it will be amazing. And once we do that, like 50 reasons we value yourself, maybe it's your sense of humour. Maybe it's your ability to, I don't know, create an incredible household. Perhaps it's you really value your ability to clean your teeth. It doesn't matter what it is. Write down 50 things that you value about yourself. It's such a nourishing thing to do. I highly, highly recommend it. You might want to chant. You might want to say affirmations. You might just want to say thank you for the return of the sun, knowing that all that life is going to continue on once more as we celebrate those new beginnings. You might want to create a solstice altar. We mentioned this last week too, but to just to create that sacred space for reflection. Designate that place in your home for a solstice altar. Decorate it with symbols of the season. It could be holly, could be bits of uh, fur or pine cones, it could be crystals, um, anything relating to the sun and just use that space for contemplation. You could use that space when you're doing any of the other things that I've suggested or just have it there. I mean you could even sneak it in the middle of your dinner table and have it like a beautiful gold candle and some pine cones around it and even if the people in your family might not share your same beliefs. It's like you can bring that beauty to the table, but also, of course, moving into our next um, thing that you can do is to have that festive solstice feast. This has long been a time of celebration, usually only for one day rather than for months, however, (laughs) you know, of to celebrate life and its abundance. So, the sharing of food, of feasts, of sharing of gifts and sharing of abundance. It's like this is time-honoured traditions here um, just to celebrate the bounty of the earth in the depth, even in the depths of winter. So you might want to incorporate traditional solstice foods that represent like the sun and like abundance such as nuts, oranges, spiced cider, you know, all of those things are perfect to share with friends and family. And Just when you're sat together in your uh, festive solstice feast, if you feel like it or are able to do this with your family, it's just ask people just to share one thing that they're celebrating from the year. One thing they're looking forward to the year ahead. What are they grateful for right now? You know, um here in the UK we have a tradition of pulling crackers. Um I was I was chatting to a friend in the Netherlands the other day. And I said you have crackers, don't you, you know, over in Europe. And she's like, "Of course we do, Rebecca." And I was like, "Yeah, but people in America don't." And it's a thing, isn't it? I don't think many people I don't think it's such a tradition in America that it is over here. So, if you're not sure what a cracker is, um <laughs> have a look for Christmas crackers, Google them, but they are I suppose, pieces of cardboard rolled up into a tube um, with a little explosive inside. Obviously, it's a tiny, tiny little one. So when you pull it apart with somebody, it makes a little bang. And inside, there's like a Christmas hat, there's a joke and like a really rubbishy little trinket inside. But when people do like the little jokes, sometimes you can make your own crackers, which I know someone in our community has actually done and shared our picture in our community, which is beautiful. But you could just ask questions, you know, like almost like a reflective journaling questions that are really beautiful and fun and, and expansive. And not diving too deep that someone might not want to share over the dinner table. But you know, like what music has been their favourite music this year? What new um what new skill did they learn this year? What new skill did they hone this year? What is it they're looking forward to creating? In the year ahead so that could be a really fun way to share with friends and if you don't have crackers as like Christmas crackers as a tradition you could put a bowl in the middle of the table and like do it as like a little after dinner game and just write those kind of questions on pieces of paper, fold them up and people could just pick them out one at a time. And it might just be a really lovely way to create conversation and like support other people's like dreams and desires. And who knows, perhaps you'll find a little bit more out about some of your friends. And the final one, of course, it has to be a little bit of journaling. So um, when you're, you could, again, you could do this in front of your solstice altar. You could do it as you're doing your solstice night vigil. You could think about these questions, like questions, when you're on your nature walk. You could do it in front of your candle ceremony, or you could do it as you're meeting the sunrise. Who doesn't love a little bit of journaling? To be honest, I never used to. I'm an absolute convert these days, though. So, journaling to in um, like for that introspection and setting intentions. Now, if you go back to last Sunday's podcast which actually was the last podcast, so the previous episode, might be easier to say. Um, Manifesting Mastery, The Magic of Yule, A Journaling Journey Through Rebirth and Renewal. In that episode, I share with you lots of journaling prompts, so I won't like go over those again. But it's really just the things we were just talking about. To take time to journal, reflect on your growth over the past years. What challenges have you faced and what wisdom did you gain from those challenges? What is it that you've are deciding you're going to let go of. What have you gone? Yep, <laughs> that's not working for me anymore. Goodbye. Um, or that actually maybe there's some things you have to let go of that feel really sad to do that. But this is the time like to really give yourself permission to ask. My favourite questions to ask is like, what is it you need to stop doing? What do you need to start doing? And what do you need to do more of? What do you need to stop doing? What do you need to start doing? and what you need to do more of and they're really good starting points to get clear on you know what changes you want to create and again we're in the middle of winter you don't need to make those changes right now but this is just a time just to start the the process because when we start asking ourselves these questions we might not always get an answer straight away we but our brains will carry on whirring and ticking. And then when you ask yourself this question again, maybe in a couple of days, a couple of weeks, or even a couple of months, suddenly you're like, oh yeah, I need that to change. And suddenly you have that clarity. So there is no rush right now in this energy of winter, in the depths of the darkness, when we are you know, turning inwards, still being a little bit bit slow and sleepy. It's like, allow that information to come to you. Don't try and like force it out of yourself. And the other thing to consider when you're doing journaling is that first answer that comes up. What are my intentions? That first answer can sometimes be the conditioned answer, the one that you think it should be. So listen for your second answer. That second answer might be the same as the first one. If so, excellent. But that second answer might actually be your truth and not the truth other people want for you. Okay, so that's a whole thing for you to explore and have fun with over the solstice energy. And like I say, on Saturday, this Saturday, I'll be starting the five-day countdown of like winter solstice slash yule. Um, So if you want to come and join me for the five-day countdown, come over, download the Pinch Magic app, and all of the content will be on there. In the meantime, have fun just thinking about the energy of like light and darkness. How do you feel in the light? How do you feel in the darkness? Do you have a preference for one or the other? If so, why? Not as a judgment, but just as a curiosity. So thank you very much for joining me. Um, Hopefully I'll see, hear, (laughs) connect with many of you on Saturday. If not, I will speak to you again very soon.